Jesus Christ is coming. At any moment, we may find ourselves in eternity. In the next to the last book of the Bible, we are given principles that will help us live in the last days. Join Scott Pauley now as we study the book of Jude together. We're going to deal with the subject of hatred today. Now before you get too far in your mind thinking you know exactly what we're going to talk about, I'm not talking about the wrong kind of hatred. I'm talking about the right kind of hatred. Someone may say, is there a good hatred? Absolutely. You see, when you love truth, you hate error. And when you love righteousness, you hate iniquity. When you love purity, you hate impurity. Now, the Bible gives us a list, actually, in Scripture of things that God hates. They're an abomination to Him. While He loves sinners, He hates sin. The secret is we've got to get ourselves to the place where we truly love everything and everyone that God loves, and we hate what God hates. We're walking through the little book of Jude. We're on the edge of eternity, and we're reminded not only are we on the edge of eternity, the whole world is on the edge of eternity. At any moment, people are going to wake up and face a holy God. In light of that, the Bible says in Jude 22, And if some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, here's the word, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. We're talking about how to take God to an ungodly world. How do you do it? Well, number one, you have to begin with love because that's who God is and that's what His message is. God loves sinners and wants them to be saved. He wants them to come to the knowledge of the truth. So that brings us to the second thing that we've just studied. Not only do you have to have love, you have to have truth. You've got to be willing to tell them the truth. That's why the Bible says others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire. We must tell them the truth about sin, about judgment, and about hell. That's how the Holy Spirit works. Remember, He comes to reprove the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. If we're not willing to tell the truth, how do we expect people to come to faith in Jesus Christ? If you're not willing to speak about sin and eternal judgment, then how do you ever expect the Holy Spirit to convince men and convict men of their need of Christ? So, uh, in this era of error, <laughs> that's what we're living in, in this apostate age where uh, people are inventing their own truth, quote-unquote, in this time of false teaching, we need a revival of truth. Now we come to the third thing. If you're going to take God to an ungodly world, not only must you have love and truth, you must have hatred. Now that may sound odd to you. Someone says that's an ingredient of effective evangelism? Absolutely. Hatred is not the opposite of the love of God. It's the other side of the same coin. Let me explain to you what I mean. When you love what God loves, you begin to hate what God hates. Let me give you a great verse on this. It comes from the Old Testament as we compare Scripture with Scripture. Psalm 97 and verse number 10 says this, Ye that love the Lord hate evil. That's powerful, isn't it? In other words, we must see through God's eyes. So what sin must we hate? Well, first of all, we must hate sin in our own life. Let's start there. It's much easier for me to hate someone else's sin than to hate my own sin. Someone said the, the hardest thing you ever have to do is to deal with your own sin, my flesh. But that's right. If you're going to reach people and make a difference and pull people out of the fires of hell, 
then you're going to have to desire to be pure and clean yourself, uh, not to be spotted by the flesh, uh, not to have the mark of the old man on you, but rather the mark of a holy people. Uh, we, we must be holy people if we're going to represent a holy God. It was Gandhi that said, I would be a Christian if it were not for Christians. And perhaps part of our problem today is no one wants our God because they see no difference in us. How can we make a difference if we're not willing to be different? So first, we must take sin in our own life. Then we must take what sin is doing in the lives of others. That doesn't mean you hate them. Friend, love all people because God loves all people. Occasionally, I'll hear someone that professes to be full of the love of God and they're speaking in hateful terms about individual souls and using terrible language and, and ugly words. I'll remind you, the only ugly words Jesus ever spoke were for the religious people who were full of hatred and who were full of themselves. So we must love sinners, but we must equally hate what sin is doing in their life. You see, one of the things that should motivate a Christian witness to take God to ungodly people is the realization that we have the only answer. We have the answer. Someone says, well, that sounds pretty prejudiced. That sounds pretty narrow. Actually, no, I think God just made it really simple. It wasn't that He was being picky. He was being plain. He made one way of salvation, one answer for every man's need. The gospel is the cure for sin. Christ is the only conqueror. So if you want to be forgiven and if you want to be free, the answer is found in Jesus Christ. We must hate the wickedness that is all around us, but primarily because we hate what it's doing in the lives of those people. One practical note that I'd like to give you just as a word of application, I think the idea in this verse is that as we get near sinful people and we're engaging with a sinful culture, trying to bring them to the Lord Jesus Christ, we must be very careful to not let them rub off on us. <laughs> you know, we're living in a day where Christian people and churches are becoming more worldly all the time. And they even use the excuse, well, you know, you got to be one of them to reach them. No, my friend, it's the exact opposite. The Lord Jesus Christ didn't come like everybody else. Oh, He, he was a normal man, and He spoke in a normal tone, and He engaged people where they were. But everybody knew there was something different about that man. Uh, he was God, and God's power and holiness and love and wisdom was upon Him. And I want to say to you, if God is real in your life, it'll be evident. The Lord will set you apart. He'll make you a different kind of person. Uh, be careful. Uh, the Bible even commands us in Timothy uh, to lay hands suddenly on no man, to keep yourself pure. The idea is be careful your connections. Uh, be careful what you lend your influence to. Because remember, our goal is to bring them to Jesus, not for us to be a part of them. So first we must hate sin in our own life. Then we must hate what sin is doing in the lives of other people. And then finally, we must hate the devil and the hell that awaits every lost soul. If you go back to verse number 13 of this same book, the Bible says of these lost people that they're raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame, wandering stars, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. You know what I hate? I hate the devil. And the longer I live, the more I hate what the devil is doing to hearts and homes. The more I hate how a whole generation is being lost to the cause of Jesus Christ. The more I hate the fact that hell is being populated by ignorant souls who do not know the love and truth that is found in Jesus Christ. If you're going to love Jesus, hate the devil. 
And if you're going to love the fact you're going to heaven, then hate the fact others are going to hell. And if you're going to love the truth that you've received, then hate the fact that there are people bound in the ignorance of sin. And make up your mind by the grace of God today that you are personally going to be responsible to take God into an ungodly world. You can't reach everybody, but you can reach somebody. You can't do everything, but you can do something. Ask God to use you in love for Him and for souls, in a commitment to truth, the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and a hatred for the devil and what sin has done to enter into the world where you are today and make a difference for Jesus Christ. On the edge of eternity, what matters most is knowing Christ and living for Him. For more information and additional Bible studies, visit us online at scottpauley.org. Thank you for enjoying the journey with us as we travel through the Word of God.